Welcome to Theme Park Paradise. It's still October, so it's still Epcot Celebration Month in honor of 40 years of Epcot. What are we talking about today, Dallas? Uh, today we are talking about World Showcase. My favorite part of Epcot. Not just part of Epcot, my favorite part of any theme park that I've been to. Love it so much. That's why I wanted to end our Epcot celebration on talking about it. We're each going to rank our five favorite pavilions at World Showcase. But first, I do want to get into some background information on it. Dating back to Disneyland, there was multiple ideas for a similar concept. Starting with next to Main Street USA, there was a proposal for an international street that never took off. A couple years later, they had an idea for a whole land to, that was going to be like a European village near Fantasyland. Instead, they used that area for the Matterhorn bobsled roller coaster. And then it turned into an idea for Walt's Progress City when he was planning on building an actual city. As we've talked about this month, going to be an international-themed shopping and dining district. That never happened, but what they did decide to do once they built Walt Disney World, they were planning two other theme parks other than the Magic Kingdom. One was going to be what became Future World. The other was going to be a World Showcase, and it was going to be indoors with two indoor structures, and then the pavilions would be inside those two buildings. I would love to have an indoor thing. I just want to interrupt you for a second. Florida is so hit or miss with the weather. If we could be like in Arizona where we didn't have to worry about this, that's the one part of Florida that sucked. That's either way too hot or it rains and it's just, I wish we could have a controlled environment. I understand that, but I just, I don't like the idea of the outside just being unthemed or one theme. I like what they eventually did, which was have the outside architecture reflect each pavilion instead of just having the inside reflect the country. But first models for that came in 74. International sponsors showed interest in 75. But the energy crisis of 1976 forced Disney to merge the two ideas of Future World and World Showcase into one theme park which we've talked about how it doesn't feel cohesive, and that's why, because it was two separate ideas to begin with. That decision came in 1977. That's the backstory I have, so we can get into our rankings. So do you want to go first, Ryan? We're going to go with the United Kingdom. I love the music, because they play rock and roll. I don't know what the thing's exactly called, but they play rock and roll, classic. Yeah, the band changes. But But I, I love it. I love that type of music. And it's also the food. I love fish and chips. It's one of my favorite just like pub foods. And I can eat it at any time. When I'm going to a theme park, I want greasy. And it's like the perfect level. It's not like a shitty corn dog. It's a good piece of fish. Some good fries. That's why I just the music and food for this one. I enjoy. And British food, I know poo pooed upon. That's why I, I kind of stay with just the fish and chips. I don't really go the weird UK stuff. United Kingdom is my number three, so I'll just talk about it now. So I love it. It's it's kind of like it's an English village, but each building is representative of a different region or era of British history. My favorite building, I'll just talk about that, is one of the first buildings you get to when you're walking from France 
It's the tea shop. What's that called? The tea caddy. It's a little cottage building in the corner. Uh, it was inspired by Anne Hathaway's cottage in Stratford-upon-Avon. Anne Hathaway, as in William Shakespeare's wife, not the American actress. I love that. And it's such a cute little building on the inside. And of course, the red telephone boxes. Have you been to the Rose and Crown pub, like the bar side? No. Oh, I love it. It's so cool. It's like a little British pub. The buildings are cute. The fish shop's good. So I don't mind the food. I ate at that table service restaurant last time. Or not last time, but in January. It was okay. But we got to sit right on the water, which is cool. So I'll do my number four then. Are you going to do your number five? Um, Yeah, but I don't have a five. I have two that could be five. And I was waiting to see what you were going to say. Okay, well, I'll just, I guess I'll do mine. You keep going. Okay, my number four is Mexico. Oh. Number four. For four, it's because the Grand Fiesta Tour. So I like this ride. It's enjoyable. It's like nostalgia for me. The restaurant makes me panic. I don't like that it's right there on the ride and in the store. I I don't like that. Why? I don't like that. I kind of. Oh, I love that. I want a restaurant to be its own thing. Oh, I think it's so cool that it's a part of the ride, basically. Yeah, that's not not for me. I'm also not a dim lighting person. So like when a restaurant's dim lighting, (laughs) but it's supposed to be nighttime. I understand. I enjoy the ride. (laughs) And I love, I absolutely love Mexican food. So like, that's what puts it up. But a lot of these are more for like the quick service type stuff that they have. Yeah. The actual restaurant, but it's the ride. I enjoy the ride. Where's Mexico rank for you? Number two. For me, this is the pavilion that kind of sets the tone for World Showcase. Usually people go that way clockwise first. So it's the first one they hit. And to me, it's it has the most wow factor, I think, because it's the only one where you like most of the pavilion is indoors. And it's this big centerpiece pyramid, which is kind of a blend of Mayan and Aztec cultures. It's resembled to like El Castillo, which is a Mayan temple in Chichen Itza, but the outside's kind of decorated with Aztec adornments. But then you walk inside and all of a sudden you walk down the ramp and you're in a goddamn you know, Mexican town square. And it's nighttime, but you're indoors. To me, that's like imaginary magic 101. This is my favorite place for like arts and craft, type, like things for sale. Yes. Like we have a maraca, we have a rug, well, all kinds of stuff. We just have a bunch of stuff, but I love all that. I do. And that that ride, it's a ride that, we have to do every time I go in there, I have to do that ride. And there's not a lot of ride. I know there are more and more when the IP is kind of infiltrating, but yeah, there's not a ton. No, there's plans for many more. Yeah. And they actually came true. So do you want me to do my number three now, Dallas? Yes. Are you going to poop with this one? We're going to go with the Norway Pavilion. Now my number three. Mm-hmm. You're going to poo-poo it? I think it's my number seven if I had to rank all of them. It has the best Disney ride in Frozen Ever After. I think it's bar none the best out of the World Showcase rides, if you just terms of quality. Yeah. I haven't done Remy, so I, I can't judge. But just knowing what Remy is versus this, I would say, even though this is kind of just a retheme, the tech that was put into it's pretty impressive. I know there's so many videos of just scary Olaf and Elsa and uh-huh. well it's crazy to me that they use the same track 
to me, just tear the whole thing apart. I mean, I understand they wanted to fast track it, but but it works. The when she didn't let it go and she pushed you back. And I think for like a little kid, especially because how big Frozen is now, that is like the Disney ride that you'll remember. Even if you're there at three, four, five years old, you'll remember it when you're 20. Where I don't know if you're going to remember other things in World Showcase as much as that. I also think it has the best IP meet and greet for a restaurant in the park for a parent. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mind the food. It is acritious. Like, Never eaten there, so I wouldn't know. I don't mind the food. Like it, there's a lot of like whatever weird meats and cheeses, and but I like that kind of stuff. But like, if you want a photo with a princess, this is the place to go. If you're not in the Magic Kingdom, you go here. It's an easy reservation, and you're going to get a photo with most of the princesses. But on and Elsa aren't there, which is weird. They're on the other side. They have their own meet and greet in Norway. But they should be in the restaurant. No, because what if you go see Anna and Elsa over here and then right away you go to dinner and you're a little kid and it's like, wait, I thought you were over there and now you're here. I mean, can't you see Mickey Mouse like sense. in 4,000 locations? Not in the same park. Not the same time in the same park. I also love just like the Scandinavian, Norway, Swedish accent that uh, employees have. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's an important caveat because I will say I'm grading these on pre-COVID because COVID really changed. Also, it's weird because like it's Norway, but it just feels like it's a Scandinavia, right? It's not really. It was originally supposed to be a Scandinavian pavilion, just like all of Scandinavia. But does Frozen take place in Norway? I don't even know if Frozen takes place. Yes in and no. It's it's foggy. Arendelle is supposed to be inspired by Norway, but they don't explicitly say Norway in the movie. I like Norway. I like the bakery. I like the shops. I really like that area they put in the summer hoose where you meet on Elsa and then the new bathrooms they put in. That's adorable. I, I don't love that frozen like has overtaken it. Like it has to be honest, but whatever. Okay. I'm just going to keep going. I'll go through all mine and I'll let you just finish up yours. What you have left. My number two is the Japan pavilion. I love the architecture. The food's great, but the reason that I'm picking this one this high is I think the shopping in the, I don't know. What is the store called? Mitsukoshi. Yeah, there we go. I don't want to butcher it. To me, it's the best shopping location in world showcase. It's my favorite. You never know what you're going to find there. There's just so many random snacks, anime type stuff. If you're into Japanese culture at all, there's everything in this department store is huge from like luxury items to like, down to yeah. like the small little nothingness. Like it's its own like vacation spot. And like you just go there all day and just look at all the little items they have. Mm-hmm. There's so much. And it's a must stop anytime I'm in Epcot. I have to run in here and I, I'll kill like a half hour to an hour. Pan is my number one. It's by far my favorite. Nothing really close. I think it's the most beautiful of all the pavilions by far. Um, my favorite part is the garden, though. The garden behind the pagoda. Um, and then you walk up to that counter service restaurant, the Ketsura Grill, which kind of looks like a tea house, like a geisha tea house. And there's like a cool hidden bathroom up there that people don't know about. And all the ponds and the koi fish and the bridges and the bonsai trees. It's just so beautiful. I love the color scheme overall, like the dark blues and browns and creams. And Oh, the castle in the back, I think I've talked about, but inspired by an actual castle in Japan, the Hemeji Castle. Uh, it's 
huge because it was supposed to house an attraction originally. It's one that's gotten hit though by COVID in terms of the department store. It's not as stocked as it usually is. The section in the back with the kimonos, it's just empty boxes and stuff now. Yeah. And there's not as much food in the food section and they don't have the sake bars not there anymore. They, they just use it as a checkout. Still cool. Man, you're just poo-pooing it. Now, I, now I'm sad. Yeah, it's not as Whatever. fun as it was. Okay. Or good as it was, unfortunately. I hope it gets back to what it was, but well, <laughs> still my favorite pavilion. This is straight nostalgia for me and just kind of like just my family heritage is the Germany pavilion. Mm. Okay. I love the German architecture. I love that it's like a little like Bavarian type village. I love the food, sauerkraut and sausage type stuff. So the food calls me. I'm not the biggest beer fan, but the beer garden. I love the music. The shops, like the Christmas themed shops, reminds me of home almost. Even though, like, I know we live in America and stuff, but just like how I was raised growing up, a very like German influenced. Christmas type stuff. And like I grew up down in Metro Detroit area in Frankenmuth, right? So we'd go to Bronner's every year. And like when I went in 2003 with my family, this was the Epcot day meal was the beer garden just because of my dad is 100% German or whatever. And they're from Germany. So I think I either love it or hate it, but I love it. Yeah. So where'd it rank, Dallas? Is it number 10, 9? <laughs> no, at? no, no. It was um, one of the ones I was debating whether to put in my top five, so I'll put it at six. I think this thing is beautiful. It I is, and I, I, like love a, I love the... Bavarian. Yes, I love the aesthetic of like a German village. I love it. They have like the little miniature trains, right? Oh, yeah. They have a little miniature train village. That's thing. amazing, yeah. That was supposed to be temporary, and they just kept it. What it's missing, though, and I know it's supposed to have it, is like what the Rhine River boat or whatever. Yeah, that was an original idea was to have a river cruise. There's that area where it's like a painting or something now, right? That's supposed to be where the entrance that is. That was going to be the entrance, yeah. Which is a bummer. I think, if it, I think if it has that, this is way up on everybody's list, but it's not like a really a full pavilion. Probably. No, I think it's but just, it's the one where you get the beer. <laughs> I think it's just the beer pavilion yeah. for most people. <laughs> Just whatever. They also have really cool beer steins if you want a beer yeah. stein. Mm-hmm. It's another one that COVID hit though is the shops to your right have been closed since COVID. Like the teddy bear one and those haven't opened. Is the Christmas one open? Yeah, that's the other side is with the Christmas and okay. the caramel store and the wine cellar. Yeah. Okay. That means I have two left. I already said my top three. So I'll go France at five. France used to be much higher for me. It's kind of dropped. I love that it's it's the one pavilion that is clearly one. It's supposed to just be Paris. It's clearly just one city. It's the Eiffel Tower and everything. My favorite part of it is in the back. There's a bakery called Boulangerie Patisserie. Uh, and it's in a replica of Le Hall, which was a 11th century shopping market district in Paris that they tore down in 1974 to build an American style shopping mall, which is sad, but. But it's the by far, I think, the best like counter service food. That's one of my favorite places to eat in all of World Showcase. And I just I love the aesthetic of like the area that you go to to walk to it. And there's a ice cream shop and a cute little like wine store. 
course, they've like doubled it in size with this Remy section and the crepe restaurant and all that, which is fine. But yeah, so I like France. And then my number four is China. China's a pavilion. I feel like people just kind of walk past because there's yeah. like always empty every time I go back there, which I get, but I love it. I think it's beautiful. I love the, at the entrance, there's that gate of the golden sun, which is a replica of a gate at the summer palace in Beijing. Like every pavilion, there's a lot of architectural storytelling happening that you don't even notice. Like every rooftop has prince figure with three creatures and a dragon behind it. Uh, And that's like a traditional architectural aspect in China. Uh, And it's supposed to be Prince Min, who was a third century ruler who like killed a lot of people. So it's kind of a warning to other rulers. And and then obviously the main aspect of it is the Temple of Heaven, which is a replica of a uh, 1400s imperial sacrifice altar in Beijing. It's a massive building and inside is the Circle Vision Reflections of China movie. Uh, And I also love the garden in China. The Japanese garden is my favorite, but the Chinese garden is great. Uh, it starts at the Temple of Heaven and goes to the front. It's one of my favorite places to just sit because usually there's no one over there. But yeah, and I love the colors, like the reds and the golds. And I also love the the shop. I think it's called, what is it called? The, the street back there is called the Street of Good Fortune. The store is the House of Good Fortune. It's like in Mexico in the inside the pavilion where it, it looks like people live there, you know? Like it's like people's front doors and stuff and porches. And I just love that. Or feels lived in. My only issue, so with China, the shop itself, for what they sold in it, cheap, throwaway, non-authentic anything. It just mm-hmm. felt like meh stuff. It felt like all low caliber souvenirs, nothing that you would actually want to take home. Yeah. They do have discounts. It's one of the, I think one of the few places I've ever seen clearance at Disney. It's weird because it feels like it's run by like a family. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like a Disney yeah. store. <laughs> like it feels like a Chinatown <laughs> store. Yeah. It's a store you'd find in any Chinatown in the US, which I love actually. Because it, honestly, it has the feeling of like, you know, in those in like rush hour and stuff where the back yeah. is people playing poker or mahjong or whatever, like a mafia type <laughs> front. <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> So my other thing, so it's not for me, it's not my personal thing, but I've heard on like looking at food, like when I just like look into these places where I'm going to eat, it seems like this is always dinged for having like one of the lower caliber food options. And it seems like it's usually compared to just American Chinese food, not authentic Chinese food. It is, especially the counter service. It's pretty much, it's like egg rolls and fried rice. But that's what Americans want. <laughs> I just know the desserts were crappy at least from a, an american western perspective <laughs> it's like red bean ice cream it's like Ugh, i don't want that <laughs> that sounds disgusting um yeah they also have one of my favorite stands the joy of tea stand and that's all i have okay i'll say my least favorite right i'll go least favorite okay i just think this is the one that to me is just like oh i'm gonna walk right past i don't care i just don't it's just whatever yeah sorry sorry canada i live on your border I think your country's cool. Just your pavilion. Just it just blah. feels like an afterthought. Like there's not much to it. Italy does nothing for me. Not for me, I guess. The American Adventure. The only reason I like like the barbecue food. Oh, okay. So that saves it. I also think it's cool that they get like the weird like 1970s rock bands. And their little yeah, it's like the main concert. That's kind of cool. Area. 
because you'd be like, oh man, I'm just a random day in Epcot, and oh, here is a band that has one song I heard of, and they're it's just the lead singer, everyone else is dead. So there we go, we're gonna go see a concert. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. Because they get legitimate artists there. Well, yeah, for the concert series and stuff. I saw Tony Orlando there. I forget who was there when I went. We didn't. We just like walked right past it, and I was like, "Oh, we should go see them. They have one song." Is it the Baja Man, seventies rock band. Because they're literally there. No, this is seventies. Morocco. I love Morocco because I like the food. I like they have baklava there, and baklava is one of my favorite desserts. Yeah, that that's really why I just like Moroccan food. The architecture is cool. It's just this is one we'd skip because. My mom could not handle like the smell of saffron or whatever that smell is. I also like the shops and you go in there and it's like all like the those little shops. I yeah, that's that. cool. I love the inside of it. It's cute. So who haven't we talked about? Have we talked about everybody now? I think we've talked about everybody now. Yeah, we have. So my one thing on France, I love their bakery type stuff. I love <laughs> that. But like French cuisine is not for me. Love the bakery baked goods, but everything else is blah and i'm not a wine drinker i'm not so doesn't do much have you ever tried escargot just on a random no slimy it's one of those it's one of those things we saw it at a restaurant in petoskey because it was just like a a mom pop shop but it's just like a random place that serves kind of everything it's like i got i don't know i got like hot meat sandwich or something and my brother got spaghetti or and and it's like they have escargot. It's like who the, like who's getting escargot at a random restaurant that's not a French restaurant. It's just kind of just an all over the place. Like, oh, you're gonna get super sick. Yeah. If somebody was like, here, try it. It was like you. If we went to the the France pavilion, you're like, you gotta try it. I would try it, but I don't think I would ever order this on my own. I just I couldn't do it. So let's do one last thing before we go. If we had to pick one country to be the next pavilion, what would you pick, Dallas? I have many though. <laughs> no, you got one. One. You got one. It's too much Europe, so I would probably want to go. I uh, just Brazil, I guess. So let's go Brazil. So I'm gonna go with India. India. Culture school. I love curry. I never tried Indian food until like 2015, 16. There's an, like there's not like. Indian restaurants at all. I don't know if there is in Marquette, but definitely no. not over on this side. No, so it was like a random place in a mall, and it was so good. And then it got me hooked on curry. I love curry. I love Indian food. I like um, like butter chicken and tikka masala and that kind of stuff. I'm gonna end the episode by saying goodbye in five different languages. Yeah, adios, hadabra, avidarzain, arrivederci, au revoir. Goodbye. Theme Park Paradise is a part of the Unlikely Alliance network. Links to all of our content can be found by going to theunlikelyalliance.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThemeParkPD. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars, please. Thank you for listening.